Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here! ...with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Well, hello and welcome to a post-Heisman edition in 2021 of the Rob Diddy Podcast, brought to you by the joint effort of Gaines Media and DetroitSportsTalk.net, baby. Are you looking for a better way to get your Detroit sports opinions and your Detroit sports news, whether it's the Lions or the Red Wings or those lowly Michigan State Spartans? We got your back. DetroitSportsTalk.net and at DetSportsTalk1 on all social media. Now, welcome to the Rob Diddy Podcast. If you have never heard it before, follow on all major podcast apps, the Rob Diddy Podcast, everywhere from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Also, check out our new network channel slash show, Detroit Sports Talk. That's right, Fifian and me are stepping our game up. If you've never heard my voice before, that is because I am the dude behind the scenes who is focused all the time on getting those videos up, putting photos and information in front of you to entertain you while helping my dudes give you the entertainment value that you need, that you want. Now, before we do any sports talk and before we do anything that involves the Heisman or any college football or anything that has gone on today with current events. I want to take a moment. Yes, this might seem weird, considering that a lot of you only know this man because of his call-in to Detroit Radio Show. What do I mean? There is a legendary man who is kind of an inside joke, an inside bit amongst the people in sports radio. His name is Greg. He is considered to be the number one Detroit sports radio caller. What do I mean? Well, Greg Baltliff, or however you say his last name, aka the electrifying Mr. Positive of Detroit radio, is a legend who has started on one end of the dial and worked his way through to the opposite end of the hundreds or AMs and yada, yada, yada. The reason I'm doing this is Mr. Positive is someone that literally everyone that works at 97.1 knows. If you are friends with him on Facebook, you will see him tagging the legend Dan Leach, Jeff Rieger, and his brother Dave, and Fithian, and others who work in radio. There is a purpose for this statement before we go into anything. Mr. Positive has had a very rough week. He's been in Providence Ascension Novi since earlier this week, and he texted me and told me to post that he was in the hospital. Me and Mr. Positive go back to a GNC visit in 2013. I reconnected with him at the Westland Park this summer with my boy Larry Curse, and I bonded with him because he tried to explain who he was to me and I remembered who he was. 
Since then, me and Mr. Positive have forged a bond almost as strong as the me and Matt Dairy bromance on Twitter. But the fact of the matter is this. Mr. Positive underwent surgery. And if I'm going to do anything involving Detroit sports talk, Detroit sports radio, the entire industry is made up of fans and participants like Greg from Northville, Canton, or wherever he chooses to say he's from. Mr. Positive, I will call him. I will not play by any downgrading. That's who he is. He is the electrifying Mr. Positive of Detroit Radio. He underwent surgery today, and he is recovering based upon what his mother posted. And I just want to wish him well, send thoughts and prayers, and wish him a speedy recovery because this man has done as much for Detroit Sports Radio and Detroit Radio's literally anybody, except he hasn't been paid for it. He's a very passionate and positive man. And with that, let us get after it. All right. Now, tonight, we had the Heisman Trophy presentation for 2021. Michigan's own Aiden Hutchinson was amongst the finalists. Now, there is mad controversy about Kenneth Walker III not being invited or being a finalist. Truthfully, even as a Michigan fan, a diehard, you could call me a Michigan slappy, a Harbaugh follower. Like, Harbaugh is my spiritual leader. Now, Kenneth Walker III had a great season. He dominated us. He dominated Michigan. He dominated the Big Ten schedule. Even before that, the first game, the non-conference game, Kenneth Walker III went off like nobody expected and like nobody has ever seen before. The man literally should have been in New York. He should have been there. Now, this just reignites the Michigan and Michigan State rivalry because on one end, you have the Michigan State people who are irate that Kenneth Walker III was not invited and Aiden Hutchinson was, considering there's only been, what, one Charles Woodson Heisman winner as a defensive player when he played on special teams and was a wide receiver back in 1997, back before everyone who works in this podcast, but... Me and Dennis was born. Uh, broke his dad's record, uh, and uh, I, I think he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. So Bryce Young was the Heisman finalist winner for 2021. If you are unaware, Bryce Young played for Alabama. He was the starting quarterback in his second year. He is a sophomore, but... In year one, he only threw thirty. He only threw twenty-two passes, with one touchdown and no interceptions. Now, in twenty twenty-one, Bryce Young threw for four thousand three hundred and twenty-two yards. He also connected for forty-three touchdowns, with, according to a local poet laureate who does a Locked On Lions podcast, Matt Derry. QBR is the most effective way to measure a quarterback's performance. So, Bryce Young had an 88.9 QBR and only four picks. Meanwhile, his competition, C.J. Stroud, from the disastrous Ohio State University, in the words of B-Chap Sports, the deep south of Buckeyes. Bryce Young, 
38 touchdowns to five interceptions, 3,862 yards in his freshman year, and word to the Matthew Derry reference. He had a QBR of 89.8. Now, Bryce Young has way more yards and way more touchdowns with one less interception. C.J. Stroud attempted 395 passes while 462 for Bryce Young. Now, if C.J. Stroud had attempted those other 60 passes, would he have matched the QBR? Would he have matched total yards and beat him in touchdowns? Potentially, when you've seen the way that Ohio State just rocked Michigan State, it leaves much for debate. The one thing that we both, actually, the one thing we all can come to agree on is that Aiden Hutchinson really did not belong there. Like, I get it. He's a standout defensive player who had an incredible year at the big house. But let's be real. He didn't have a shot to win. According to Adrian Myers, our co-host on his beautiful network, who texted me and said tomorrow he would be down to discuss this. But he said Bryce Young is the hands-down favorite to win. So now that we know who the Heisman is, let us break down some projections on early, yes, early scores over and unders for the bowl games that are going to start pretty soon. As someone who was born in December and has a birthday on the 27th, it is always kind of sweet that literally my entire birthday month has college football almost every day, except for this awkward Saturday when Michigan was, you know, waiting for the playoff. Hey, what are you going to do? Now, also, we're just going to cover the games of matter to us because unless we are going to break down Western Kentucky and call Jack Harbaugh and get a breakdown of his coaching lineage when he coached there and his defense, the roofclaim.com bowl does not really matter. Appalachian State, word to Nick Young, I think it was, is favored by 2.5 in that. So as we go down, Dennis Fiffian's Eastern Michigan Eagles versus my Liberty Flames. I actually got into Liberty and never attended a class yet. Liberty is the favorite by eight and a half with a 59-point spread. No, 59 points score. So Malik Willis and the Liberty Flames are looking to knock out Eastern Michigan. It would be kind of sick if Malik Willis ended up with the Lions, but hey, what are you going to do? And how does Jimmy Kimmel have an L.A. Bowl where the Utah State Aggies will play the Oregon State Beavers? Oregon State is the favorite in that one. But getting back to more important things, Pat Narduzzi, the Nard Dog, takes on Mel is he overrated? Did he really deserve that huge contract? I don't know. Some guy's YouTube channel, Gaines Media, has some pretty dope Mel Tucker videos about that issue. But it's an even draw between the Pittsburgh Panthers and the Michigan State Spartans with the over-under at 60.5, a.k.a. 60.5 total points scored. And in the Barstool Sports Bowl in Arizona, the Boise State Broncos, they still have that sick turf, play the Central Michigan Chippewas. Fire up chips. And getting to the heart of the matter, 
Boise State is an eight and a half point favorite. Hey, at least Central Michigan is there. Natty and Bama, and then Michigan, Georgia in the college football playoff. Obviously, as we know, Alabama is a 13 and a half point favorite over Natty, and Georgia is a seven and a half point favorite over Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines. Some podcasts and radio stations use music for buffers, but we're using guest Johnson Drops. All right, so we have college football. Obviously, we are in the heart of the college football season. And in information and news that randomly caught my eye today, if you do not know anything about me, I'm kind of a nerd. So truthfully, breaking down opinions by myself and like, I kind of gave you the college football take, what's going on. It's kind of a dead week. The big news is out. Bryce Young is your Heisman winner. So let's get to a random topic on college football. This is the Rob Diddy semi-useless information of the day. And right now, if Dennis is listening back to this, because I am posting this on the fifth chapter feed, he is probably freaking out and about to text me like, what are you about to do? So how did Michigan get the big house? We've been there. I've been there. I didn't go to Michigan. I went with one of my friends to a Michigan game against Minnesota for the Brown Jug back in 2004, where Chad Henney and Mario Manningham led an epic comeback. Why is it called the Big House? Obviously, we know it's the biggest college football stadium. Now, I had the YouTube algorithm throw a video history from Fox Business on me today about the history of the Big House. So, it was built in 1927 at the cost of $950,000. Today, that's $11.5 million. Not really that interesting. The capacity went up from 72 to 106,000 or what? No, 115,000. But this is what I really wanted to uh, bring out. Did you know that? So, Fielding H. Yost went on his journey of all the stadiums in the college football land. And he was particularly fond of the Princeton Stadium because back then Princeton actually mattered. It's kind of like how uh, Syracuse is a football program nobody cares about. But anyways, the point of this is, so Fielding H. Yost built this stadium and was passionate about it being sunk into the ground. Why does this matter? Because if you watch any Michigan game, you see the stadium. And also, if you actually think about it, the stadium is, you know, iconic. It's legendary. It is Michigan football. It doesn't really matter, like, you know, coaches are coaches and whatnot, yada, yada, yada. All right, but anyways, prior to playing at the Big House, Michigan played at Fear- Ferry Field, which could only seat 40,000 people. Yost wanted a larger stadium to stunt on Princeton. And then in 1927 against those Ohio State Buckeyes, Michigan unveiled the Big House to a 33 to nothing victory. Why am I bringing this up? The random fact of this entire segment is Portland cement, which is a cheap building material that was recently discovered during this time period and is actually 
the building block of every single skyscraper and every single structure in not just Metro Detroit in our area, but the United States. Think about the skyscrapers. The more you know. So building H. Yost wasn't just a dominant college football coach and athletic director who's a legend of Michigan. He also was low-key, an iconic architect who helped push this country forward. I don't know, Michigan State. I guess you guys kind of did agriculture, but what have you done? Is Mel Tucker going to reinvent the wheel to earn that contract? Ha -ha. Oh my goodness! Yeah, let that buffer music play right there. Oh, yes. So it is Saturday going into Sunday. And that means your Detroit Lions fresh off their first victory of the year. Jerry Goff playing his best football his entire time period being in Detroit. Rocking that Honolulu blue Lions jersey or that powder gray. Now, as some of the fans of this various network shows like Super Receipt have given undue props and appreciation to several of the Lions wide receivers when injuries decimated them and we were stuck with St. Brown as the number one receiver. Now, truthfully, you know, I always did this thing when I was younger where I used Madden ratings to justify how good a player was in real life, which, you know, it's not exactly real. It's kind of a reference point, yada, yada, yada. As you know from the little segments, I love me some Alex Anzalone. Also, check out Twitter at Rob Diddy for the Alex Anzalone Christmas song featuring the god of Christmas music, Nat King Cole. What I mean by this is the Lions are so decimated with a lack of talent that people like Alex Anzalone, when he's with the Saints, there are highlight clips. It is easier to make an Alex Anzalone New Orleans Saints highlight video than an Alex Anzalone Detroit Lions highlight video. It seems like every time we watch a Lions game, they're calling out his name. He's in on every play, it seems like. Either he's getting blown up or he's making a tackle. According to Pro Football Focus, Alex Anzalone, Alex Anzalone has been the fourth worst Lions defensive performer like 68% of the season. Alex Anzalone, he tries. He's literally one of the bright spots. Yes, the rookie stepped up. We got um, Derek Barnes, the rookie linebacker, making plays. We got Jerry Jacobs, the undrafted cornerback, stepping up and making things happen. So we got some progress. That's good. Now, the fact of the matter is this. You need undrafted and people drafted in later rounds stepping up and being gems, hidden values that nobody expected. That's how the great teams win at the draft. That's how you build a roster because those people make less than your first round to your third round picks. You need those guys. And truthfully, we have not ever really hit on those positions. Brad Holmes has been hitting on them. And I know Dan Campbell's play calling has been suspect. But Aaron Glenn has gotten the most out of these guys, and including Anzalone. 
We have one win. Truthfully, let Alex Anzalone just run around, put a camera on him, give him a Manning, a Manning cast, give him his own lions.com feed, give him his own podcast or YouTube channel of all his plays. Truthfully, he's like the one bright spot. The rest of the team is terrible. I mean, DeAndre Swift being hurt was a setback. But guess what, guys? Guess what? According to Lions Insiders this week, Allen Park has been rocked by the flu bug. With a little bit of COVID, you know who didn't get the flu or COVID? Alex Anzalone. The man defeated them both with his strong immune system. Is it part of his hair? I don't know. But truthfully, let's get back to seriousness. The Lions had 21 players miss practice. We're talking about practice. Now, it has been stated that the Lions may be very, very sloppy because more than about half the roster has the flu and missed practice this week. Truthfully, that's brutal. I had the flu last week and it knocked me out of a couple broadcasts and gig jobs. Now, what we've seen from the Lions can't be any worse than what we've seen from them when they had a full week of practice or a bye week. I mean, after the bye week, they did get more serious and it started competing. They're what? One, two, and one in their last four games. But let's be real. Teddy Bridgewater is so hit or miss. Also, by the way, RIP Demarius Thomas, the speedy wide receiver who caught that epic pass from one of the most underrated quarterbacks in NFL history, Timothy Tebow. Man, what could have been of his career if he'd uh, not gone on those missions? But anyways, RIP Demarius Thomas. So the thing about the Broncos is they are a plethora. They are a sacred land of receivers, even going back to then, even going back to the Peyton Manning. Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, now it's Cortland Sutton. And they have position players on their offensive line and talent in the backfield. They got some young bucks. Phillip Lindsay's gone, but they just keep producing low-cost running backs. So, as you know, it is my thing to pick the Lions. Truthfully, I got the Lions in this. Look, I know they missed practice but here's the deal Teddy Bridgewater is an exciting talent I loved him in Minnesota I wanted him to be with the Lions in a backup capacity as you know kind of a Taysom Hill while we had Stafford I'd honestly he's a free agent next year bring him here next year put him behind Goff we're stuck with Goff anyways put Teddy Bridgewater as a change of pace. You can run some wildcat. You can do some things that the defense isn't expecting. Dan Campbell can go back to his free-willing FTW play-calling style. You know, he loved it. And it would really, we're probably three years away from being contenders. If you look at the draft picks we got, so be it. We're going to have a plethora of young, high draft picks coming in. So with that being said... And I definitely like the money line as well. I like the money line. Thank you, Dan Leach. I like the Lions tomorrow. Lions by seven. I guaranteed it that they would not lose when they tied the Steelers. 
So I guess I'm in a hot streak. If you listen to the Lockdown Lions, it may have been said in Rob Diddy's Mental Playground, the Lions are 2-0 and in the last two weeks. Anyways, so that is my pick for tomorrow. What I want to say truthfully is this. This is kind of a little test, seeing how this works out with putting up more shows, more content across the platforms that are the Diddy and Fifian Empire. What we really want to do here is make it so the other people you see working on these shows have more time featured like this. I am more or less a audio or if I do a video podcast, I'm a nerd with video and audio editing. I love having it perfect before I put it out. And with that being said, if you like this and you want to check out some of my other content or if you really want to, you know, get Brian Jelinek, the player hitter, according to Super Rashidi, to step out of his shell and go out on his own or the majestic sex symbol of the fifth chapter, Pete Finelli, Penn State Pete, the young shooter, Pistol Pete Finelli. If you want to get him to be more outgoing or if you want Penn State Pete breaking down football on his own or with special guests, drop us a line at Dennis Fiffian, at Rob Diddy, but also at D-E-T Sports T-L-K-1. The fifth chapter is part of a DetroitSportsTalk.net podcasting network that me and Fifian have been setting up. I have been pouring away creating this website with sports information, podcast info to make it so we are easier to find. This is the first step of the next chapter of our shows and moving forward to give you more of the Detroit sports talk that you love, more of honest, non-trolling opinions and facts and info that entertain you and bring you back. We appreciate you coming and watching our live streams every week and checking out us on the podcast apps. As the person who I actually, all right, hold up. So what I want to say is, I am the person who had this entire bright idea for DetroitSportsTalk.net, the Detroit Sports Podcast Network, and pushing on to do social media clips, articles on blogs, and yada, yada, yada to improve SEO and all of that. So as the man who has been a personality before. I've done over a hundred podcast episodes preparing, doing just random current events and politics. I am putting myself out there to show the rest of us, the rest of the team, that we all can do this. It's not that hard. Together, we can do more than just two a week and give you the sports info that you want. Thank you. Please follow at Rob Diddy at that sports tlk1 and as always in case i am supposed to do this this was brought to you by cash to bitcoin.com so truthfully what is cash to bitcoin.com what so there's a shell gas station by my house 
there is a cash to Bitcoin ATM in there. I had no idea what it was at first. So one of my female friends, per se, was telling me before about how she had been investing in Bitcoin. She'd been rocking Robinhood, Coinbase, but she loved how these ATMs made it easy for her to take her cash wages from being a waitress and convert them into Bitcoin. You know, truthfully, Bitcoin and digital currency is blowing up. What this means is you go to this gas station or wherever the ATM is, for instance, the Shell at Grand River and Haggerty, you go in. The cash to Bitcoin ATM is by the door. You go in, you follow a few prompts, you sign into your account, create one, and you can turn cold hard cash or your debit card into Bitcoin and secure your currency and your financial future against the volatility of inflation and whatever this pandemic or whatever happens. So check out cash to Bitcoin.com. And with that being said, Ready to get your life? Essence Festival of Culture presented by Coca-Cola is back in the Crescent City. That's New Orleans, baby. June 30th through July 3rd. All your faves one amazing weekend. Kevin Hart, Janet Jackson, New Edition, Nicki Minaj, and more are hitting the stage. Plus, you know we're bringing the full Essence experience. Community, culture, connection. It's all yours at Hashtag Essence Fest. Sponsored in part by AT&T, Ford, McDonald's, Target, and United Healthcare. June 30th through July 3rd in New Orleans. Get your tickets now at EssenceFestival.com. Jeep Freedom Days are here, where right now, well-qualified returning FCA lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2022 Grand Cherokee WK Laredo E4x4 for $369 a month for 36 months with $3,799 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution, a lease across or capital. Lessee is responsible for termination fees. Current lease must end by 7-3-23. Extra charge for miles over 30000 Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 7-5-22. Jeep is a registered trademark.